Welcome to the Homeschooling Homegirls podcast. Join us as we take up space by sharing our BIPOC experiences in the homeschool unschool world. I'm your host, Tiffany Sandoval. I spent most of the last 19 years in the homeschool unschool world listening to the advice from narratives that did not include me or anyone that was not from the white or white adjacent lived experience. This podcast is about elevating the voices that for far too long have been silenced in the name of white fragility. My hope is that by sharing our stories, others can see that homeschooling and unschooling is one of many paths to raise empowered, educated people. Stories will be shared from lived experiences, not theories, and different perspectives are encouraged. So grab your coffee or your cocktail and join us as we expand our perspectives. Welcome to today's episode as we kick it with our homegirl Priscilla, homeschooling mom of three. We're going to talk about her role as a behavior interventionist in the school system, her path to homeschooling. We both are going to share about raising our strong-willed kids, coping and self-care strategies that have helped us. We hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. Good morning. Um, Thanks for being here. Thanks for always being that homegirl I could count on. So I guess the first question I want to start with, what was it like being a behavioral interventionist? I worked with kids as young as kindergarten, and I would sit with them, and they would be punished if they couldn't sit for at least 15 minutes during circle time. So they needed someone like me, who was the behavior interventionist, (laughs) that would help them be able to sit during circle time. And so a lot of these kids were labeled as, as like problem children and or not capable of being able to function in a school setting. But after a few years, I started noticing, you know, these kids are just being kids and everything that I learned in college about children's development, sitting down for eight hours in a classroom setting and or asking kids not to talk or not to play for eight hours a day, five days a week, that's not developmentally like appropriate for kids. Um, So I started questioning a lot of like, you know what, I think Yes, there might be some behavior, you know, or some like cognitive issues with some children. I understand that, you know, we have special needs, but really I think a lot of this, like these behavior issues are because the school system, it's like if they don't meet that requirement, like let's say sitting down for 15 minutes during circle time, like who came up with that? Who came up with like a kid needs to be able to sit down for 15 minutes during circle time or an hour And if not, then they have behavior issues. Really, it's the school is not designed for children. It's not designed for for all children. And then to expect all children to act the same and to react the same and to function the same is unrealistic. How did you start homeschooling? Then Noah, my oldest, was ready to start kindergarten. Then the question was, okay, what are we going to do for school? Like, are we going to put them in school? I mean, I guess that's what you do. You put your child in school and you have to start looking for schools. Um, but I knew that there was some, I wasn't sure about the school system. And so I started questioning. My sister-in-law actually was, tell, was telling me to consider homeschooling. And um, so that's sort of where I started getting the idea of like, because I always thought homeschooling was like independent study or something that people do because either, you know, they're behind in school or they're, they have behavior issues, you know, and so then they just have to do independent study. I never really knew much about homeschooling. 
Yeah, that's kind of how I was brought into homeschooling too. My aunt homeschooled my cousins, but um, they're really they're religious, and so I thought that you only could homeschool through a church or something. And I oh. I I was um I was seventeen when I started considering like homeschooling, right? Because she oh. was helping me raise Jade and telling she she was she's the one that showed me about like breastfeeding and um, vaccinations and like eating healthy and like because I was pretty much out of control before I had Jade and so she would I remember her taking me to the first park day and I'm looking at all these people and I'm like this is weird like mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like that and the, they all sit in a circle and the kids are all playing and I was like until that park day I thought it was like you had to go to church and like oh to like school. yeah I thought it was going to be like Sunday school or something the image that I had before of what homeschooling was and I still feel like even though it's almost 20 years later a lot of people still have those same ideas what I knew about homeschooling was my friends who would get in trouble at school and now they had to do independent study and it was like they were kicked out of school and then that's when you would homeschool um if you were like a troublemaker you know so I never yeah. thought of like homeschooling as an option and then when I first was introduced to homeschooling, what was this, like, when I was 11, so what, six years ago, right, something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the majority, like, just even in LA six years ago, a lot of it was religious-based groups that I would find, and that was not our group, but, you know, when you're just getting started, you have no idea like how to, what to do. So you're just trying to find people who are doing it and then you just go and join whatever group you can find at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, homeschooling is very different and I don't think a lot of people really know and are, are um, educated enough. But even like now, six years later, so we've you know created so much. There's so many more groups and, and um, ways to homeschool, which is really great. Reached out too with like a different, a couple of different topics, but one was the way you are raising one of your kids because she reminds me so much of myself. Like she, mm. she walks into a space and she's not asking permission. She's not quieting herself. She's, she's allowed to be her full self without restriction. And I know that now that I have one of those kids, uh, my youngest, it's acceptable because he's a boy. I think sometimes when we go into spaces, he can act and come fully. And yes, people may not like the way he comes in or holds his space, but they kind of dismiss it like boys being boys or, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think when a girl does that, she's labeled as being either a mean girl or she's being labeled as, you know, needs some kind of bossy. Yeah. Right. Bossy. And, and I know sometimes people pull you aside or tell you certain things and you always have her back and you never try to, make her less to make everybody else feel comfortable you know, that's healing for me like honestly like I give our not that I don't give us credit but I think children are natural are just like if we just let children be themselves and who they are naturally like um then we would I don't know, have a better world. <laughs> yeah, well, but, I think it would be less for them to heal from because I think a lot of... Totally, yeah. I think know. it, yeah. And I think I think the problem with parenting, honestly, and this is why I don't like labels and stuff and or like 
saying, oh, we follow this style or even with homeschooling, like we don't follow a specific style. Like we just do us, you know, like we just do what works for us. We, you know, the Luna family, we do Luna schooling, I guess, you know. Um, but I think with parenting and you referring to one of my daughters is, is just who she is naturally. And I think all three of our kids, um, they all have their strengths and their talents. People see them and are amazed by them, not because of anything that we've done necessarily, but it's more of just, um, it's what we're not doing, you know? So it's like, we're not interfering with their development, with their character, with their personality. And we're just here to support who they are naturally. Does that make sense? So it's not like I, I guess, you know, with our kids, like we empower them by supporting them. And I think the less we do as parents, the better. No, I'm not saying like in a permissive kind of way where you don't teach your kids morals and, um, you know, right from wrong and, you know, stuff right. like that. Like, I'm not saying like, you just let your kids be wild and don't teach them stuff. No, like we absolutely discipline them there's natural consequences that happen naturally like we teach them you know right from wrong we have a lot of conversations with them but what I'm saying is a lot of times we interfere with kids and that's where the like that's where you where you have a lot of like suppression and issues with behavior for me personally I think behavior comes from when kids act out, it's because they're, one, they're still developing emotionally, you know, um, and um, their brains are still developing. <laughs> kids do kids thing because they're kids and they're growing up. Um, their sense of reasoning isn't fully developed. So you as an adult might think like, what the fuck? Like, why did you just do that? Well, because your brain is fully developed in that area. You know that that's not good to do but they're still learning and they're you know little scientists where they're learning from cause and effect and they're they don't you know have that same reasoning that we do so that's why as adults and as parents we guide them and we teach them i just think the more that we just let our kids be who they are i think the more empowered they will be and i think what you're talking about with my daughter um it's interesting because we had a, we've had a lot of um, like when she was little, um, I would say even you know our parents and our family had a would have a harder time with her because she spoke up a lot because and we let her because she um, is the type that will ask questions or ask why and ask you know which I have no idea why adults and people in general don't like kids asking questions like that's just ridiculous like that's how that's this is an opportunity to learn like why do people have such a hard time when kids ask questions and or are you know I think, I think it's because as adults like we do, we don't ask questions a lot of us I know me included like sometimes you know between the daily like keeping our marriage alive and like working and cleaning up after everybody and taking like we stop questioning and I know for me with Logan like he asks he's the kid that like if he senses you don't want to talk about something he's gonna want to talk about it 
you know, right. or if he's going to push. And so there's a lot of times I need to stop what I'm doing and like have the conversation. And it's kind of cool and frustrating at the same time, sometimes because the way he views the world, it makes me look that I stopped looking at it that way. Jade and Dylan are six years apart and Dylan and Logan are eight years apart. So we've kind of had to do this three times. Very, I'm raising Logan very differently, but a lot of that has to do his will, right? Like I don't, there's not a lot I can change, nor do I want to, but a lot of the times it's like, it, he digs in. If I push, like he just digs in where my other two are more like water. Like if I was uncomfortable or things weren't like, I could kind of navigate away from it, you know, or go give him something else or do something else with Logan. Like he, when it's in his head, like his will is so strong. It's there. It's going to happen. Like there's no, I can try to take things away. I can have natural consequences. He can get hurt by doing whatever it is that he's going to do and he'll still do it. You know, that's just kind of who he is as a person. That's who I am as a person. Yeah. So. so I think with, yeah, with children like that, that's where you, instead of suppressing them and saying, okay, what you're doing is wrong, you're too much, or this is like, you know, it's teaching them how to use, because those are strengths, you know, and like teaching them how to use that passion, that desire, that will that they have, um, and knowing how to like, how to use it safely, right? Because that's like, you don't want to suppress that in them but you also want to teach them and guide them like, cause there are some, like, there's a place and a time for things too. Right. So teaching them, I feel like that's where what we try and do with our daughter is like, I hear you. I know you're passionate. You feel very strongly about this, but this is not the place or this is not the time to do that. And we respect and we honor your decisions, but you also have to know that when to use it. And, you know, but as passionate as you are about it, you, the reality also is that we work together as a family. So as much as you want this toy or as much as you want this to happen or whatever the situation is, is, you know, having those conversations with like, you also can't always get what you want. And that's also not the reality of life too. So I think there's that like, right, there's where you have to guide them and set those boundaries also, because then you do, I think you also, if you kind of cater to all their needs and, and always are like, well, that's what you think, that's what you feel, then we're just going to do that. That's also, I don't know, for me, not healthy. Oh, yeah, I totally get it. Because I did that. Like, I, I, I created the perfect little monster doing that only because. I didn't know how to like, man, it's funny. Like he's a kid that's more closest like me. So you figure I would be able to handle that better. But I also think he brought out in me all these things that I had suppressed or I had been told were bad about myself. So I, yeah. I and I'm an all or nothing. So I swang too far over. Right. And yeah. when I finally realized what we were creating, <laughs> it scared the hell out of me, but it also was like, okay, I need to like roll back. And like, it can't be everything because it became easier just to give him his way, you know, or just because he would rage or he would hurt himself or hurt somebody or, um, and then when I made the switch to start putting those boundaries, because it wasn't working for everybody. It wasn't working for Dylan. It wasn't working for me. I was by, the, by 10 o'clock in the morning, I would be so depleted because it would start, you know, it would just go on for a long time. Um, and I also felt, 
I did this silently. Like I didn't tell anybody because I just felt, even though I had raised two other kids, I already knew I was being judged just for who he was. And so I didn't feel safe enough. Or I would tell people and because they wouldn't see it because I was very careful too. Like with Logan, we weren't in spaces very long because I knew after 30 minutes, an hour, like a meltdown would, would, he would be overloaded, which was hard because Dylan would want, Dylan's super social. So I would go to a park day and Dylan would want to be there all day. But then I would have Logan and I knew that he could only last an hour at the most. And so it was a lot of trusting Dylan with certain friends that I'd be like, okay, I'll be back or, or going somewhere in the car or driving somewhere else and letting Logan have his meltdown and then coming back. I feel like in the, in the homeschool world, when you create a community and your kid is the one that is different than all the other kids you get labeled and that kid gets labeled and that label follows them if you're going to stay in the same community it follows them and I didn't want to start creating that for him so there was a lot of fear and a lot of wondering why I couldn't figure this out because I didn't have the coping skills to deal with it I think too at the time uh, Jade was a teenager Dylan was um like kid going into like tween age and then I have this like baby who's commanding more time and space than those three so juggling yeah. them was really hard and then working so that's why I think when I see with with your daughter like it is because you're juggling too you have three kids very different personalities they're closer in age so where I had my spread where I'm like well Jay's a teenager she understands right, right. your kids are closer in age um yeah. and so I see you juggle a lot when we're around each other where each kid needs something different and it's like you're calm yeah and I think you know children at a very young age they're natural egocentric is what you say where they actually are not capable like physically like biologically are not capable of to see outside of themselves you know so I think if a lot of parents understood that and people knew and understood children's development I think you wouldn't be as frustrated because you would be like you would understand okay they really can only think of themselves they really just can't feel for other people or see other people's perspective like they just see the world from their eyes so then I think you learn to be a little bit more patient because you're you understand developmentally where they're at and you still at guidance and you still you know, discipline, you have natural consequences, you can do that in a directed, in a healthy way. So something that we always, you know, with the children when we're talking to them, is we talk about relationships, we talk about, you know, our individual relationships with each other. And so whether it's like when there's a disagreement or argument or something where we're having a really hard time, we always say, okay, well, what is this going to do for our relationship? How is this helping our relationship? You said this to me and that really hurt me. And so you have to be very careful with, with how we speak to one another, you know, and what we say to each other, because I'm a person, like, I'm not just mom, like that hurt me, what you said to me. Or I feel like I do this for you, but when I ask you to do something, you know, you don't want to, you know, so you have to understand that you and I are building a relationship and what kind of relationship do we want to have? And so we have those kind of really, you know, conversations or even when the kids are fighting with each other, I'm like, okay, how does that make your sister feel when you're treating her this way? You know, so I think we always go back to relationships and we ask you know, ourselves, like, what do we want to build? Like, do we want to be closer or do we want to be further together, you know, further apart? Because what you're doing is not 
wanting me to be around you right now, you know, like, um, and I think that in general, everything that we do with our children on a daily basis, preparing them and how they interact with their future partners or just friends or coworkers or a boss that they may have, you know, or employees. So a lot of that everyday interaction that we're having with their, with our kids is teaching them how to interact with people in general. So I think it is unrealistic to have these unrealistic expectations of the kids, but also um, not teach them what it's like to be in a relationship and how to, like, you, it's, you have to learn how to work with people, you know? So we're, we are, um, what is that? We're practicing here at home how to have um, how to have relationships with people, and also just because you feel something and you want to say it, and you just you're just being yourself, and you just want to say it, that also is not healthy, you know. Because yes, you're speaking your your voice, but you might have just lost a friend, or you might just you know lose a relationship. So as much as yes, you want to be free and you want to be outspoken and you want to say things. You also have to consider what it's like to have relationships with people. And there's a way to communicate your needs without being rude, disrespectful. I think I still need that. (laughs) I need to figure out that one. Like the biggest feedback I get from people that love me. Like, um, I have, I speak bluntly and, um, and I don't always, think about what I say before I say it. And then there's a lot of backtracking I have to do. There's a lot of, um, I'm okay. So I think in that, for me, I'm um, going back and falling on my face and just being real and say like, I, you know, I messed up or, you know, I'm sorry, but that doesn't always mean the relationship's going to be back just because I said, sorry, you know, there's like a risk right. take, um, being. And we, yeah. And we um, talked to the kids about that too. Like, like, sorry, doesn't mean anything guys. Like your actions it speaks louder than your sorries. So you can't yeah. just go and like hit your brother or like, you know, do these things and then be like, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, you're sorry, but you still, you know, hurt this person or you still yeah. did this and that you lose trust with people. You're gonna, these are the natural consequences that we're talking about, you know. There's a way to allow your child to be who they are without suppressing them with and them knowing that they're valued and their opinion and their thought matters you know that that they um are valuable not just because they're children that they're less than and or not just because i'm an adult that somehow what i say is more important how have you done that so for someone listening like okay i don't want to suppress my kid and i want to have a boundary like i know you gave the example of talking like having that like i know this is how you like value validating their feelings and then also being very honest of what works for your family. Is okay, that so the best I'll give you, Yeah, I'll give you an example. So like my mom, when my child was younger, you know, she would speak up. Or she would um, talk back to me, right? That's like one yeah. thing. Like you never talk back to your parents. You don't ever, you don't ever say, you know, certain things to your parents. Like that's how I grew up. I grew up in a very like strict household where you're the child and you never speak up to your parents. Never tell your parents. Don't be disrespectful. Don't say how you feel. Don't talk back. You'll get, you know, punished for talking back. Um, If you feel something, nobody cares. You're the, you're the kid, right? And don't ever say how you feel. 
<laughs> because you'll get in trouble or you just have to do what you're, you're you just have to do what you're told. Nobody cares how you feel about it. Just do it. Right. Um, I'm the parent. So listen to me because that's what I, why, because I said so, you know, like all that kind of stuff. We don't do that. So, so there's like, my mom said that when she sees my daughter, she was like, she's a lot like you. And my mom said, but I was so strict with you that you weren't allowed to like be yourself almost. It was kind of crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so she was like, I see a lot of, but she was like, but I, like, she didn't like beat me, but she was like, but I like took it out of you because like, you were never allowed to speak up or say something, right? And so that now like she sees my daughter and a lot of people see her like, wow, she's so empowering. She's so like, she's so amazing. What do you do? Like, I don't do anything. Like I've just let her be who she is. So, okay. An example um, would be if my daughter gets angry about something. And I think we've all, I don't know if many of us have experienced this, but you know, they get angry and naturally they'll just say, I hate you. Right. Oh my gosh, I hate you. I hate you for this. Or like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. If I said that to my mom ever, <laughs> like, first of all, I would never tell my mom that I hated her. I knew that I would get in trouble. I would get punished. I would, you do, you just don't say that, you know? And the first time that my daughter said that to me, first of all, she's five or six. I'm 30 something. I'm not going to argue with a five or six year old. I'm not going to get on the same level as a five or six year old. Like I need to set the example of the kind of attitude, the kind of environment that I want to provide for my children. I need to be that, right? So the way that I want them to react is the way I'm going to react, right? And it's the whole like you treat people the way you want to be treated. So you want to be respected, you need to show respect, right? So I remember when I think when my daughter said something to me and was like, and let's just say talking back to me. So I think my mom looked at me and like, hey, you're just going to let her do that? Wow. Like, you, what are you going to do? You're going to punish her? You're going to hit her? You're going to like, right? These are all like the natural things of, right? That I grew up with. You never do that. The way I saw it, because I'm choosing to break those unhealthy chains is wow, my daughter feels safe enough to tell me that she hates me. She can look at me in my face and tell me that she hates me. Now I know what to work on. Now I know how she feels. And to me, I, that was, I didn't view it as a bad thing. I viewed it as like, hey, she's overwhelmed. She has obviously has all these emotions. So I can sit down with her and her and I can dialogue and talk about why she hates me or why she used that word, which at the end of the day, they don't really hate you. They're just expressing themselves and they don't know another way. They don't have the words to say, I'm hurt. And, and I think with that situation, it wasn't that she hated me, is that she felt like I wasn't listening to her. And she felt like I wasn't listening to the story that she had to tell me. And so it hurt her. So her five-year-old, six-year-old way of communicating, I'm hurt, that made me sad, was to yell, I hate you, mom. And then, you know, 
providing that space for her to feel safe enough to tell me, I will take that over her being silent, going to her room and hating me internally. (laughs) (laughs) Where Where I would never know that she had all these feelings, but that was me. And I remember I talked to my mom about that and I said, mom, I would, and sh- and everybody would say, oh, Priscilla, you're, you were such a perfect child. You never spoke back. You were always so respectful to your parents. Being respectful meant being quiet, not saying, not talking back, not saying how you feel and not dealing with your feelings and literally just going to my room and hating my parents internally, <laughs> right? And so then I never had conversations with my mom about how something made me sad or how I was feeling or I didn't like what she said or how what she said to me hurt me. I just kept that inside and it was an internal for years and years and years of, of like hatred towards my parents or not feeling like loved, not feeling like, you know, um, listened to or that my emotions mattered. What would you rather have if you think about it? You want a robot child who never speaks up who never says anything, who's an obedient little girl who goes to her room and internally hates you? <laughs> you know, or, or do you want a child who feels safe? Because I would never say anything. Why? Because you would get punished. You would get smacked. You would get hit. And at the end of the day, they wouldn't listen to you anyways. You would just be hurt and go to your room and still not be able to express yourself and but you know so I would rather just avoid being hurt and just go to my room and hate my parents versus speaking up and then just being beaten or whatever spanked or whatever smacked and then go to my room and still feel the same thing so would you rather have your perfect child who doesn't speak up and doesn't say anything to you or would you have a child who feels who you where you provided a safe environment where they can say I hate you which we know that that's not actually what they mean you just don't have the vocabulary for it and that you can sit down with and have conversations about like okay so tell me how you're feeling what are why did you say that what and, if you want? and then you can build a relationship and she's not in her room internally hating me she then can process and says and, and I remember that day she's like mom I don't hate you I don't, I'm sorry I didn't mean to say that you know, I'm sorry that I said that, but, you know, I just felt sad or I felt like you didn't hear what I said. And so then we have that moment of reconciliation and we can talk and then I can talk to her about like, okay, well, when you yell out, I hate you, that also makes me feel this way. But then I, as an adult, also am learning that she doesn't, that she needs the skills and the tools to know how to communicate her need. Because if you're raising children to not speak up, to not say how they feel, or if you say something, then you'll get in trouble. Then what about children who are put in situations where they're in danger or where they're not in a safe place, but they feel like they can't come to their parents and tell them like real life situations because they don't want to get in trouble, right? So then like, I will take my daughter yelling at me, speaking up, saying how she feels because I, her and I can work through it, then have a daughter who's perfect, who says nothing and who's obedient and never speaks up. Does that make sense? I think, so, yeah, I think as they get older, it's such a needed, um, I think it's really important that when you're having 
when you're empowering your kids to be who they are and have an authentic relationship with them, that that whatever it may look like or be judged out from the outside world because it's not fitting some like you're the parent, they're the kid or um, or it looks disrespectful to some people or whatever. Because I always got with Logan, like you just need to do X, Y, and even when I wasn't asking for advice, some people would just share what I needed to do with my kid. Um, and I was like, and I always like, you try it, go try it with him because it's not going to go anywhere. Um, but what are some coping tools? Because I know I don't, or maybe you're just, it doesn't bother. For me, I had to learn certain coping tools so that I didn't squish his will. Right. And my coping tools look, um, <laughs> sometimes I'll just go into the car, turn the radio up really loud and scream until I lose my breath because I don't want to scream at him. And I don't want to tell myself I don't have these frustrations because I am frustrated or sometimes I just turn on the radio really loud and we just dance around and I just need to get physically that overwhelming frustration out of me somehow hmm. um, but I'm doing better but now he's almost eight right it's taking me almost nine oh he's almost nine almost nine years to figure out how to constructively oh okay from one side being enabling that he can do no wrong and he can do whatever he wants. And then swinging back the other way and saying, okay, that's not working. We need boundaries. But I also now have to deal with all these emotions that giving him is way I didn't have to deal with. Right. Cause I would, that would, that's how I was uh, moving through it. So now I've had to learn ways of processing my feelings and helping him process his. Is there, is that what your running does for you? Like being, Oh, so you're saying like, how do you just like the stresses of everything in general? Like, well, yeah, I think um, it's very easy to burn out as parents um, if we're not filling ourselves up, right? And that's like, where I realized was that like two, two and a half years ago was I found myself like just exhausted and doing everything, running around, doing everything for the kids. And like, cause you do, you have this pressure of like want, to be the perfect parent I want to parent correctly I need to educate correctly I need to do all these things and then um so then you you know give your whole self to your children right when you're um I mean just being a mom or working parent or not working or stay at home but what we forget is to take care of ourselves (laughs) so it's like no wonder you're frustrated no wonder you snap back no wonder you're just exhausted and you're done and you don't have time to sit down and explain to your child anything you're just done you're over it I think we are depleted and exhausted because we forget to like fill our cups idea of like you have a cup full of water and you're like pouring water out to everybody you know, because you're giving, right, as a mother, as a role. But if you have an empty cup, it's going to be really hard to give to those people around you, to the people that are important to you, to your children, to your spouse, to your partner. Um, so you have to continue, you have to find ways to fill your cup so that you can give. So whatever that is, it could be like 30 minutes in the bathtub. It could be reading a book that you like. It could be talking to a friend for 20 minutes a day it could be and it, it's doing it without like that nagging when you said bathtub so when we moved into this house we have a bathtub and I was so excited about it but like my mom guilt or my mom brain like I couldn't feel comfortable taking a bath unless Logan took the bath first so I didn't waste water and I was taking a bath in his dirty bath water 
<laughs> and like when I was sharing it with my friend, she's like, what? And I was like, I just feel like it's wasteful. I went really far down that rabbit hole of not taking care of myself. I really think until right now, like my the 38 to 40 is when I started thinking about it. But that meant I spent from the time I was 16 to 38, not ever doing you anything yeah. for myself because it was always for my husband or my kids or my mom or mm-hmm. I don't know something um and I and I was so depleted I was so exhausted um and I was so resentful and so now but but then you asked me because I would always say like if I had an hour or a day to myself I would do and so when George would take the kids I I would just look at myself like oh what am I gonna do now like I don't even know where to go or what to do or what do I like um and so I would end up staying home and cleaning or staying home and doing something that had a productive outlet. Like I could show like at the end of this, like this was done. Um, and now I've learned that I do this with work. Like I'll just throw myself into work instead of focusing on what I like. And so when you or Denise post that you guys are outside running or doing <laughs> for you yeah. um, it's really like a reminder for me. And I think it's important to have those people in your life that like right now, none of us can connect in person, but we're all watching each other kind of take care of ourselves. And like um, when I went to massage school, they talk a lot about like filling your cup when you're doing body work. And I've realized that like lately for me, because I have a really big fear of going outside right now, it's putting on easy e music. Like easy e for me, it takes me back to being like a 15 year old boy while music. Music. And totally. that, oh yeah, so it's been my outlet. Love it. Yeah. And that's your, you know, we all like individually in whatever position we are in life, whether we have a newborn, whether we have grown kids, you know, you have to figure out it's, it all looks different, right? For each, it looks different for us. Because when I used to hear the term self-care, I was like, oh, you got to go to spa or I'm not super girly. So I'm not going to take care of my nails or like all (laughs) of them. But uh, yeah. So I think like redefining self-care is for me, what I had to look like, what, where was the last time I was like, gave me joy that wasn't tied to another person yeah, or another output of something like just pure joy, you know? Yeah, it's, it's finding your happy place, something that makes you happy, something that you feel like is literally giving you, it's filling you up. So maybe listening to music, an album, if that fills you up, do that, you know? Like if it's reading, if it's meditating, I, I don't meditate. <laughs> I tried well, that. That's that not my thing. Um, you know, but some people it's like, they just need silence for 30 minutes and that fills them up, you know, to, I'm the opposite, you know, I need, I need to be doing something. So for me right now, it, it's like, um, not feeling guilty to leave early in the morning and get a run in a nature walk like that, that fills me up. I think when we fill ourselves up and take care of ourselves, we have a little bit more patience and we have a little bit more of that energy to uh, parent our children, to deal with all of that. But I think also what I have to say with parenting is that you need to just be real with your kid because I always, had, I, always, I always had this idea that you have to set this like, you know, like don't show your kids emotion and like you need to show them that you're strong and you know all this stuff but I think like that's also not like real world stuff you know so I think I remember there was one time where I was like so frustrated I started crying 
and I'm like on the couch and the kids are like and then I'm just like um you guys I'm just sorry I'm just really frustrated I'm overwhelmed I have a lot going on today and you guys don't want to get in your car seat you know (laughs) and I'm tired you know I didn't I'm not bursting out at them I didn't say I'm just like literally I was like I remember I was just sitting on the couch and I just started crying and the kids got quiet you know and they're just like mom are you okay I'm like yeah I'm just a little frustrated it's okay I'm just you know but I think just let your kids see like you know like you too and explain to them like this is just really frustrating for me you don't have to be disrespectful you don't have to yell at your kids you don't have to do any of that like there's you know what I mean like be real, but I'm not saying like be mean and rude to your kids either. Like, and I know sometimes that will happen, but don't allow yourself for me personally, like don't allow yourself to get comfortable where you yell. Especially if that's been your normal, like you said, you know, like we, I was raised be seen, not heard. And like, um, when I'm tired, there's a lot of, um, things I changed raising Jade, like, because I didn't want to give her certain normals. But I'm not saying that when I'm tired that I don't fall back to what was normalized for me. And it's like, instead of doing it, I have to be very, I have to be aware that it's happening before it comes out of me. And it's this gut, like, I don't know, it feels like an adrenaline, right? When I know that it's like, oh, I'm getting to that point. And that's how I stop myself from going there, especially with Logan. Like I've never spanked Dylan and Jade. And I got really close to spanking Logan out of frustration. And it's because after the 50th meltdown and I was like not having any sleep. And, and when I saw that, that scared the hell out of me because for me, I never want to be my father. And so I've done all these things to not go down that road. One thing that helped me realize to stop living in that fear, the accountability that even though that is my normal, I have a choice of where I react and how I react. Yeah. Um, so I've had to learn when I feel that it's coming, like one, I have to be aware that I have to allow myself to feel aware that it's coming, that feeling. And then I have to walk away. Totally. Or do something, but and I had to learn. I thought that walking away was just good enough. Um, but what I had, what I realized that I was showing my kids in that walking away without <laughs> a follow-up conversation to that is that I was retreating. Like they didn't understand why I would walk away, you know? And, um, and so it would be like, oh, it's because this is my normal and I don't want to do that. So I'm learning, I'm trying to find, I'm learning to find a way. Um, and I got some pushback from sharing that with somebody one time because they were like, well, like I was burdening my kids and taking away from their childhood by sharing my truths of the way I was raised and what's normal, but I, I don't see it that way. I think part of creating to communicate for sure and follow up with your child and let them know, like, I am very angry right now and I cannot be in this situation and I need to remove myself. So for sure, a follow through and for sure having conversations with them, but it's also okay for you to like, to share that you're human and that you're, Totally. That's all part of like real life. That's part of relationships and learning how to have relationships and say, I'm going to step away because I'm really angry right now. So I will come back to you once mommy gets her shit together. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but right now is not the time. I just, I, I don't want to keep you all day. But um, so homeschool, homegirls at homeschool came from a video. I think that, I think it was you. You posted a bunch of um, some homegirls doing the dance. Yes. I right. That and we were all laughing right, <laughs> to our group. Um, and oh my God, that gave me so much. And life. we still have to do the choreography to that. We said we were going to, we were going to. Yeah. Copy. Yeah, we still do. Yeah. And that's in the in the welcome, the music. And when I no talk way. about that, yeah, yeah, yeah I did. So it's cool. in the welcome. Um, but I also think that that's where this this thing came from because I keep I kept waiting for actually, you know, what, I was waiting for someone else to do this for a long time. I'm like, somebody please create a space. No, you um, make your own always. If you don't see something or if you want to be part of it, just make it your own. Make it yourself for yourself. I know homegirls at homeschool mean to you like that hashtag. What is that? Because I know for each of us, it, it meant something a little different. What did that mm-hmm. mean for you? To me, I think it's 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 community and then um, coming together and helping each other, supporting each other. I think we all are different and see things and live life differently. Um, so to, to me, it's like a community. It's support group. We all need support from each other. Um so I think when I think of that hashtag, I think of like, like your, your support, like a support group. That's what it means to me. If anybody has any questions about homeschooling and or parenting or anything that I have that I've said today that maybe they want to know a little bit more about, I'm totally open. If people want to reach out and send me a message, I can do that. So maybe if you want to add my Instagram on there and then people can reach out if they have any questions. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Um, yeah, thank you. Thanks for kicking it with me. And like, yeah. I love that background music. Sounds like like oh you. Oh my gosh! Music. Yeah, they're <laughs> the kids are the kids are starting and the drums are playing. <laughs> I've been in the room for you know. Yeah, for a while. All right. Yeah, okay. All right, but thank you later. so much for creating for creating the space and you know for taking it on and. Um, Thank you for the invite. I've never done a podcast ever. So I, you know, I was like, sure, I'll do it. I have no idea what we're going <laughs> to I love but, that. You're uh, the friend I know that I'm like, let's go jump. Okay. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Where, where are we going? Where are we going? Okay. Sure. All right. Um, but that's the whole thing, right? We're here to support each other. So yeah. I really appreciate so thank you. Thank you for creating that space. And yeah, if people want to reach out, they can find me on, on that Instagram handle. All right. Okay. Okay, Tell your family you. I said thank you for your time for keeping them from okay, you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Okay, bye. Thanks for kicking it with us today. Want to talk about homeschooling and unschooling in between episodes? Follow us on Instagram at homeschooling homegirls. Enjoy the process of raising empowered people. You got this. <laughs>